Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maudie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are gonna live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal and we're gonna get after it starting right now. All right, this is the part where I get to give you a huge virtual hug and thank you for reviewing this show, My Labor of Love. These ratings and reviews seriously mean the world to me. This comment comes from Kristen Michael. Kristen says, Maudie's positivity and zest for life make her podcast engaging and fun. I love hearing from her. Thank you, thank you so much, Kristen. Uh, your review seriously makes my heart happy. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave a review, and I would love to give you a big virtual hug on a future episode. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. You are tuning in to episode 47. This is a solo episode that I want to talk about communication. I want to really dig into some really difficult conversations that I've had and um, encourage you during this crazy, crazy time in the middle of a pandemic. Right now, so many things are up in the air with school and sports and the whole world. Communication is going to be key. And so I want to encourage you by sharing a few of the difficult conversations that I've had over the past couple months to continue the conversations with the people that you love as well. Continue to work hard on communication. Continue to keep the communication lines open, especially right now, I feel like. And unfortunately, so many of us were never taught communication. We were never taught how to talk to each other. And so I think that's why it makes it so awkward, so hard. And it feels sometimes, I've heard a lot of my clients talk about conversations uh, in terms of a confrontation. And I would challenge you to, if you feel like when you're getting ready to have a tough, difficult conversation and you feel like it's going to be more of a confrontation, I would urge you to get some coaching, pick up a book. Um, I have a wonderful book recommendation, but really work on your communication skills because I think communication is number one when it comes to every single relationship that we care about. And so that's what I want to dive into today. But first, 
I want to just share another lesson about procrastination. So for some reason, and I'm going to do some uh, self-coaching on this, for some reason, I have gotten into the really bad habit of procrastinating um, when it comes to things that matter, especially this podcast. I'm recording this podcast two days after it was supposed to air. I have known what this episode is going to be about for a few weeks now, but I hesitated. I procrastinated on pushing the record button. So I'm going to do some self-reflection on that, but I did want to just point out right now the difference between excuses and reasons. So if you're a procrastinator like me, one of the things that I like to do to help me get over my um, hangups is one, I love to tell people I love an accountability partner like that'll hold my feet to the fire. Then I also really like looking at it from the perspective of am I making an excuse to not do this or is there a reason? An excuse is something that we make up so that we can get out of doing something. A reason is something that is legitimately blocking us from being able to do the task at hand. So a reason would be an accident or a reason would be, you know, an emergency came up with the family or at work that really got in the way and blocked you from doing your task at hand. An excuse is, I didn't feel like it. An excuse is sleeping in. An excuse is not setting the alarm. And so if you are a procrastinator like me, when you feel yourself putting something off, ask yourself, is this an excuse or is this a legitimate reason? And if you're making excuses, one of the things we do at the office when we have a really big task at hand, like we have a really difficult client that we need to call or a really difficult billing problem that we need to get to and We know it's going to take time. We know it's going to take some effort. We know it's going to be a hard task. We call that, you know, eat the frog or bite the onion or whatever you want to say. We try to do our hardest, most daunting tasks first. And so from this moment forward, I am going to put that into effect in my personal life and uh, with this podcast as well. For some reason, it just seems daunting to hit record. And um, so on my podcast days, I am going to do this first because here's what I know about a task that we procrastinated on. It doesn't allow us to be as effective in other areas of our lives because it is nagging. It's like this nagging task, this nagging thing that we have to do that's always on our mind that we're like, oh my God, if I could just get that done. I know that by not doing the daunting thing, by not doing the hard thing, it makes me ineffective in every other area. I know that it gets in the way of um, showing up for my family. I know that it affects my attitude. I know that it affects everything. And I also know that when I just get it done, not only is this this huge weight lifted off my shoulders, I feel better. I feel accomplished. And so I just wanted to start by letting you know that I struggle with procrastination. I struggle hard. And so what I'm going to do is work my ass off on getting these recorded on a more timely manner so that I can feel better and show up 100% in the other areas of my life that matter. Okay, 
Moving on. Communication. So I'm just telling you two stories that may inspire you to pick up the phone, write an email, write a letter, because it matters to you. The first the first story that I want to tell you is when I had to apologize. I was on a conference Zoom with a bunch of coworkers, and it was a planning meeting. It was a planning meeting for um, one of the gals on the phone was hosting an event. And what she wanted was she wanted some feedback on this new idea for the event, this new thing that she was going to or possibly going to implement at the event coming up. And so she said, hey, okay, I just want to run this by you guys. Here's what I'm planning. And I instantly went into, you know, like a devil's advocate, um, really picking apart her idea mode. I really was asking questions, uh, not necessarily that would keep her excitement up, right? I was asking questions that were kind of poking holes. I was poking holes in her idea. And I could sense over the computer her bubble deflate. I could sense over the Zoom her excitement just drain out of her. Have you guys, I know everybody listening has <laughs> one time or another in the last four months been on a, a you know FaceTime or a Zoom call where it's been awkward, right? And you can sense, even those over a uh, computer, you can sense someone's emotions. And I really sensed that I burst her bubble, like I said. And we finished up the meeting and um, there was this sense of just wasn't just wasn't great, right? It just like we just got done and and went on with our day and it bothered me. I knew what I had done. I knew that it wasn't necessarily called for. Um, and I knew I could have done a better job of asking questions and uh, getting clarification on her idea that would have been constructive as opposed to just just kind of breaking her down a little bit. It's embarrassing to talk about, you know what, maybe this is why I've been procrastinating on this podcast because sharing these stories are are tough. And it bugged me all day. It bugged me all day and all night, just knowing that I didn't ha- handle myself on that me- in that meeting as I would have liked to. And so I, I shot her a text and I said, hey, can we talk? We're, we're really good at having weekly or biweekly phone calls just to catch up. And so when we were on the phone, I just said, hey, sis, I want you to know that I know what I did. I want you to know that I could totally feel the energy and excitement leave the meeting as soon as I started poking holes. And I want you to know that I support you. I want you to know that I am so invested in your success. The person and how I showed up was not a reflection of how I actually feel. And so I want to apologize for coming at it from um, not a constructive perspective, but 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 really a negative perspective. And I could tell she was so relieved. We had us right, we really dove into the conversation. We really dove in into ways that we both could have approached it a little bit better because of 
our relationship because it was so important, not only for the success of her event, but for the future success of our our relationship. If we are going to have a friendship as well as a working relationship, we need to be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, sis, like, I didn't show up the way I wanted to. And we need to be able to, on the flip side, say, I know you didn't. And I accept your apology. And so um, I did that a couple months ago and it felt it felt really, really good. It felt really shitty <laughs> during the call. It felt really shitty after the meeting, like in that in-between time when I just like ruminated and thought and stressed. And, and after we hung up and after we communicated our needs and communicated our feelings, I felt so much better. The second story um, is is kind of the opposite. It's where I got my feelings hurt. I was the one who was deflated. So this one is uh, I was on a um, a call, and let me give you a little bit of a wall zoom with my coach and then another person, and uh, we were having a coaching call. Basically, I was being coached. And let me give you a little backstory about myself. I know we are all doing this um, COVID quarantine differently. And I think everybody is doing the best that they possibly can. Um, at least that's the um, perspective that I have chosen to have. What So what we're doing is we're doing pr- we're pretty strict. We're probably on like the strictest spectrum, right? We're really quarantining, really not going out. We're definitely not going to the grocery store, doing all the things that we possibly can to just keep our family home right now. So these people, uh, my coach and this other gal on the phone, know know um, my values and know my passion about uh, quarantine. So, so we were talking about being lonely and we we're talking about how hard it is right now to get connection in this uncertain time. It's, it's uh, so hard to find people who are doing it the same way and pick and choose who we're connecting with. And the friend said, you know, I'd feel so comfortable hanging out with Maddie and her family because I know how paranoid she is. And she goes on to talk about feeling lonely and and some ideas that we can all use to um, increase our connection and combat that loneliness. And I was the one who deflated on that call. I was the one who had the internal dialogue going for the rest of the, you know, Zoom meeting that I don't believe I'm, I'm being paranoid. I believe I'm doing what is right for me and my family. And um, I felt really hurt that that was a perspective that someone else had. And I know other people have that perspective from afar, but when it's someone who's really close and a close uh, trusted friend and confidant, that's when it really hurts. That's when I care. And so I was upset about it. And I, we got off the Zoom and I shed some tears and I I texted my coach and I said, you know, she really hurt my feelings when she said that I'm being paranoid because I don't believe I'm being paranoid. I believe I'm doing everything that the CDC and blah, 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 that I should be doing for my family. And my coach said, I know, sis. And so I, again, stewed on it all day, just stewed on it, stewed on it. And it just was right there, this unsettled feeling right in the pit of my stomach. I I hold my anxiety in different places, but this is where I felt this one. It's just right there in my stomach. And I thought, you know what? 
I love this woman to death and I don't believe that she meant to hurt my feelings and I don't believe that she meant it in a vindictive or judgmental sort of way whatsoever, but that's how I took it. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to call her. And so I, I picked up the phone and uh, I said, hey, sis, um, today on our on our coaching call, you really hurt my feelings. And I went through the whole story and she was blown away by two things. She said, Maddie, oh my God, I would never, never mean to hurt your feelings. She said, what I meant was X, Y, and Z. And she explained it and, and um, we talked through, through it all. And then she said, I just want to tell you how how much I appreciate you picking up the phone and calling because it tells me how much you value our friendship. And it, and it was brave. And she said, Maudie, um, this has really been a learning lesson to me because so many times I haven't picked up the phone and I've let it stew and I've let it ruin relationships because I've been afraid to rock the boat. I've been afraid to say, Hey, when you said this, it really hurt my feelings. And it doesn't mean that the person, you know, has to take it back. If she felt I, I was being paranoid, that's her right. But it is also my right to be able to express my feelings. And she was so thankful. She was so grateful for that. And so those are my two stories. And I have so many more as I know you do, especially during quarantine, especially when we're having these conversations over the phone. We're having these conversations over text and over technology. And, you know, it is harder to communicate properly and get to the bottom of it and um, really show up authentically on these platforms that we may not be used to. And so I wanted to just share a couple of my experiences, maybe to nudge you in the direction of working on communication and maybe to nudge you in the direction of picking up the phone if a conversation is necessary for you. And a, and a few ways to to spot it, like in yourself, to spot a conversation being needed to have or um when it would be time to pick up the phone would be when, like me, it's something that you can't stop thinking about. It's something that is just going round and round and round in your mind. It's something that as you're laying in bed trying to go to sleep, you're running through scenario A, scenario B, I should have said C. When that is happening and it's happening for quite a while, um, I can guarantee it's disrupting your life. I can guarantee it's getting in the way of showing up uh, for your family and, and everybody else. It's probably time to pick up the phone or shoot a text. Um, another way, another sign that a conversation um, may need to be have is, is if it's hurting you, if your heart hurts. I told you that the anxiety that I felt when my feelings got hurt was um, in my stomach, but other places in my body that I feel that hurt is in my heart. Like I literally can feel my heart hurting when I think about some experiences or for me, it's also up in my throat. Those are signs of anxiety, but if it's hurting you, it's hurting your heart or hurting a relationship, that might be another sign that a conversation is necessary. Now, a conversation may be warranted, but might not always be worth it. This is going to be rough. This is going to be like real talk. 
Um, how do you know if a conversation is worth it? How many times have you had someone say something to you? Maybe you haven't, but I have over social media or in a text thread or in a Marco Polo or, and it hurt your feelings or you got the wrong vibe and you're like, oh my gosh, it's, and it's bugging you. But is it worth it? Is it worth picking up the phone and having that conversation? I think one way to measure that is, is your value of the relationship. So if someone says something to you on social media and, and you're like, uh, that's annoying or that hurt my feelings or that rubbed me the wrong way, is that relationship one that you value enough to pick up the phone and rock the boat that way? Uh, another, let's see here, another another way to uh, measure the if it's worth having that conversation is the investment you want to make on that relationship because not not every relationship that you have is worth your investment is worth um, that time, energy, effort, and confrontation. And so are you invested in the growth and the and the continuation and the strength of the relationship? And if the answer is no, find another way to release that. Find another way to shake that off. Go on a run. Journal it out. Talk to a different friend, right? Because I think a lot of times uh, conversations, yeah, they're probably warranted, but maybe they're not worth it, okay? And that's okay. I just want to like put that out there that every time someone pisses you off or every time you know that you said something that someone didn't like, you don't have to pick up the phone like I did. A couple things to consider as we wrap up um, this conversation on communication is before picking up the phone or before having the discussion, I want you to just know that it's okay to ask yourself, is this safe? Is this a safe conversation to have? Is this a safe relationship where I can be myself, be authentic, and express my feelings and wants and needs and desires? If it's not, you don't need to have the conversation. You can find someone else, another trusted friend to communicate that um, with. Uh, Something else to consider is the timing. So many times I have had a one-on-one conversation and I'm thinking mainly with Tom right now at the wrong time, right? He gets home from flying, walks in the door. I have something on my mind that's been, uh, that I have not been able to stop thinking about that's been hurting me. And I bring it up right after he gets in the door. Like he's exhausted. Timing is everything. And one of the things that we've learned in our EFT, which is emotion focused therapy, is that really timing is key. And when it's time to have a conversation, I could get my book out. I don't have it in front of me. There's a way to do it. But what you want to do with your partner is to say, hey, I have something I really want to communicate with. Is now a good time? And then your partner um, needs to also be on the same page and know themselves when it comes to timing. It's like, oh my God, Maude, you know, no, not, not right now. I'm so tired. Can we talk about this in the morning? Or can you give me an hour? Because timing is key. When you're talking about having a conversation that may be tough, maybe a lot of feelings involved, and you value it. And then the last thing to consider is your state of mind, right? If you are attacking or defensive, I would suggest taking maybe a little meditation, maybe a little time to go on a walk before you bring this communication or conversation to light. Really 
tune into your state of mind and how you're feeling and and ask yourself, am I ready to have a an open, authentic conversation and be curious? Be curious from the other party's perspective or am I still super angry, super mad on the defense or on the attack? And if those are the feelings, then maybe it's time for you to ask yourself about timing, okay? So those are some of the conversation things to consider when it comes to communicating right now. Communicating is one of my core values. Being able to have open, genuine, deep, authentic conversations are something that I look forward to and I crave. And so I'm so thankful to be able to share a couple of the conversations that I've had recently. Um, Some of my favorite resources when it comes to uh, conversations is the book. This is number one. Go out and buy this book right away. It's called Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott, I believe. It is so good. It is so amazing. I have it in my office, my insurance agent office, um, because I was um, I was going to reference it, but I don't have it with me. And I do want to just make sure that that is in there. Another favorite resource, of course, I have to put this in there when it comes to communication, is therapy, especially emotion-focused therapy. So if you're like, oh, should I get a therapist? I'd really like to talk to someone. I swear by EFT. And then my last resource um, that I have to promote is coaching. Because I've been working with a coach for over nine years, I feel like uh, my communication has grown exponentially, both in business and personally. And so I love, love coaching on communication. Um, So those are my resources. I hope this helps. I hope that by listening to my conversations, my communication tactics, it maybe, maybe motivates you to not sit in pain any longer. Maybe motivates you to pick up the phone when and if a conversation and some communication is needed. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. Um, I can't wait uh, for the next one and have an amazing day. And of course, always keep living on purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you love this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time always keep living on purpose.